please remain standing as you are able for the reading of God's word according to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, beginning with verse 20. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. As God's co-workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain, for he says, in the time of my favor I heard you, and in the day of salvation I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor, now is the day of salvation. As servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way, in great endurance, in troubles, hardships, and distresses, in beatings, imprisonments, and riots, in hard work, sleepless nights, and hunger, in purity, understanding, patience, and kindness, in Holy Spirit, and in sincere love, in truthful speech, and in the power of God, with weapons of righteousness in the right hand and in the left, through glory and dishonor, bad report and good report, genuine yet regarded as impostors, known yet, yet regarded as unknown, dying and yet we live on, beaten and yet not killed, sorrowful yet always rejoicing, poor yet making many rich, having nothing and yet possessing everything. Here ends the reading. You may now be seated. Well, one of our traditions for Ash Wednesday here at Alleluia is to use portions of Psalm 51 in our opening responsive prayer. King David wrote this psalm after the prophet Nathan confronted him after he, after David that is, had committed adultery with Bathsheba and had plotted to kill her husband. Through this prayer, we witness how David stood convicted in his sin, how he begged God to have mercy on him and to provide for forgiveness for his wrongdoings. Wash away my iniquity, cleanse me with hyssop, and wash me, he cries, so that I may hear joy and gladness and rejoice. And then in verse 10, he prays, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. There is a progression to this psalm, and there is a progression to the season of Lent beginning with Ash Wednesday and heading into Holy Week, with Palm Sunday and Monday Thursday, with Good Friday culminating at the cross, and with the final victory on Easter. It is all part of the journey. Now this time of year, we get so ready for spring. We look so forward, we look so forward to longer and brighter days and warmer temps, that we want to skip over the drudgery of what is left of winter and jump right into the joy of spring and the hope of Easter. But we can't embrace the full hope of Easter without stopping to really experience the drudgery of our sin on Ash Wednesday. As a Lenten practice, many people give something up and some people commit to taking on a new spiritual discipline or practice, like reading the Bible daily. I do both of these things. For me, today marks the beginning of my social media fast, and to fill its space where that social media once stood, 
I add a daily centering prayer. And these are all good things. The letting go and the taking up are two ways that we can refocus and grow our relationship with God and with others. But too often, we skip right past the gravity of Ash Wednesday and we start the journey without properly preparing. Lent is a 40-day journey with Christ when we think about our temptation and our sin. It's a time to evaluate ourselves, to look deeper within, and acknowledge that there are some things that need to be fixed, some habits that might need to be changed, or attitudes or lifestyles that need to be adjusted. It's an intentional period of time where we face the reality of our humanity and look toward Christ, asking for and accepting forgiveness of our sin. It's through this process that we grow in appreciation and awe of all the things that Christ has done for us. That's the goal, anyhow. But to get there, we need to start with Ash Wednesday and where the ashes of our humanity and the world in which we live. Every day we find ourselves covered in new ashes. Some of these ashes are out of our control, like sickness, natural disaster, crimes, death. But some of these ashes are, are of our own making. When we give in to temptation or selfishness, or show impatience or unkindness or lack of self-control, or maybe by just being hard to get along with, the root sins of all other behaviors. Ashes, whether imposed upon us or self-induced, can be soul-destroying. It's tempting to ignore our ashes, pushing them down out of sight or pretending that we are perfect. But if we don't acknowledge and embrace our ashes, our humanity, we will never understand our need for a savior. Using ashes as a sign of sincere remorse for our sins is an ancient practice adopted from Jewish tradition. In the Old Testament tradition, ashes and sackcloth were used as a public sign of repentance and humility before God. Someone who wanted to show a repentant heart would wear a sackcloth, an uncomfortable, coarse material. They would sit in ashes and put ashes on top of his or her head. It stood as an external mark of sorrow and regret for having done something wrong. For being sinful. Ashes are supposed to remind us that we are mortal. Remember you are dust, and to dust you shall return. It's through this tradition of ashes that we are reminded of our need for a Savior, for our need to confess our sins and repent and return to God. In 2 Corinthians, Paul writes, we entreat you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. God made him, Jesus, who had no sin, to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Here is the reality. We are a sinful people. We live in a broken world, and we need a Savior. We place the mark on our foreheads, not to call attention to how great we are, but as an admission of our weakness and of our shortcomings, 
and of our humanity. We have to sit in this broken place and we have to feel the weight of our ashes placed upon our forehead, acknowledging our humanity and our limitations so that we know without a doubt that yes, we need a savior. Tonight, we sit with the gravity of our own sin and lament as we feel the heaviness of the ash as it's placed upon our foreheads, as it sprinkles down your nose or even leaves a mark upon your clothing. We do not do this as an outward sign of our holiness, but as a symbol of our internal condition, of our failing humanity, and the role we play in our separation from God. Tonight, we are called to a deeper level of self-examination and preparation. And I pray that tonight you allow the Holy Spirit to lead you to an honest acknowledgement of sin in your life. We can't skip over this night. But we can't get stuck here either. Repentance is not just about sincere regret over things we've done or said wrong. It's a commitment to change for the better. Lent is a season for changing your life, for turning things around and getting back on the right path. Tonight, we begin this 40-day journey together. Let's commit to allowing the Holy Spirit to convict us that we are more like David than our pride or our arrogance would normally allow us to admit. Tonight, as you come to the table to get ashes on your forehead, I pray you come to God with a humble heart, that you acknowledge and confess your sins in the spirit of David, that you can pray, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Tonight, we receive the imposition of ashes and begin the journey of Lent. We sit with the ashes of our lives. But tomorrow, tomorrow when we are, when we have properly prepared for the journey, we continue on intentionally restoring our relationship with God. We commit to giving up things which have become idols in our lives and those attitudes or behaviors which hurt others or hinder our relationship with God. Tomorrow we take up practices to learn more about God Practices to connect with God and his people on a deeper level. And we take up practices which help us trust and rest in the presence of God. It's a journey of restoration which begins with our repentance and steps of intentionality. We need this night. We need this night so that as we journey through Lent, we can be ready for the joy of Easter. Ash Wednesday is not a cheerful celebration. But if we take it seriously, Ash Wednesday can be the beginning of a changed life. As servants of God through challenging times and times of joy, with the help of the Holy Spirit, we can commend ourselves in every way and live into a new life in Christ. Tonight, together, we begin our journey from ashes to new life in the name of Christ Jesus. As I close today, I would like to end with a few moments of prayer and reflection. 
As we conclude, we will move right into a time of tithes and offering. But now as we move into this time of reflection and prayer, I encourage you to ask God to open your heart and mind to the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Acknowledge the depths of your sin and ask God for his forgiveness and mercy. In our hearts, let's pray. God of salvation, deliver us from death, cleanse us from our sins, and create in each one of us a clean heart. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.